0: Educational resources to help reach your goals.
1: Hello, and welcome to the New Heights Show on education. I am your host, Erica Hansen. Today, I'd like to talk about a topic that most people, if they're in the United States, can't seem to avoid. It seems every time you turn around, this topic is foremost on the minds of the media, the general populace. Uh, politicians, um, anybody you may encounter. Uh, That topic is healthcare. Um, Luckily, I suppose, luckily I worked as a um, medical receptionist for over 20 years. This actually gives me a special insight into the inner workings of a doctor's office, and especially with regards to How insurance works. Um, If you are not um, in the US and are kind of throwing up your hands at our system and wondering what the heck is going on, um, I'm hoping to clear up some of those questions. And um, this will probably end up being a series because healthcare is very, very much a tangle. There's a lot to talk about. Um, So Let's get started. Before we do move on to healthcare, I'd like to mention that this show is live at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, um, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can reach me at 1-646-558-8656. That's the New York number, so long-distance charges will apply. Or you could catch me on Zoom. Our Zoom meeting ID is 465-172-882. So, again, if you'd like to reach me, just uh, log on there, and I have my chat window open now. So let's talk about healthcare. how it became to be what it is now. It's rather a behemoth, honestly. Um, I tend to think of... The healthcare system in prongs. I say prongs because um, there are different there are different um, you know employments, you know different jobs, basically employed in the same thing, and they kind of circle around healthcare. Um, This is. One, the medical side. This includes your hospitals, your doctors, your nurses, um, your orderlies, everything having to do actually with patient contact and the medical staff or medical, um, you know, facilities. Second is the insurance. Um, this is what we're actually going to talk about today. Um, and I will get to the insurance um, in a minute here, the actual inner workings of an insurance. The the medical side and the insurance side are what I'm mostly going to be talking about today Um, and how they kind of intertwine. The third point um, or prong on this group is the pharmaceutical industry, uh, which could be a subject all on its own. Right now, like I said, I'm going to focus on the medical side and insurances. Um, our the United States healthcare system is based on markets. Um, this is basically a free market system and insurances do take advantage of that. Um, by and large, most people in the United States get their insurance through their employer. There are a few exceptions, Medicare, Medicaid. Um, retired veterans have their own specific insurance. But but mostly, you know, Americans go to work. They get insurance from their employers, whichever insurance their employer contracts with. Um, they... Why, why is this going on? Why is it this particular setup? Um, And it actually has, you know, very long roots, it turns out. In 1929, and this was the beginning of the Great Depression, so people were not flush in the pocket. They were having difficulties paying their medical bills, especially with regards to hospitalization. So in 1929... Um, a hospital and its patients set up a plan in which the hospital agreed to pay 50 cents a month for 21 days of hospitalization per year. Wow, 50 cents per month. Wow, those were the days, huh? Um, this plan becomes Blue Cross. I'm sure you that, uh, the Americans out there listening to me are quite familiar with Blue Cross um, and Blue Shield. Um, at around the same time, Um, loggers and miners in the, um, in the, um, um, in the U.S., sorry, loggers and miners in the U.S. got together, um, with their employers, well, actually the employers themselves got together to provide a plan for the workers that would cover, um, clinic care medical clinic care this is your doctor's visits and that sort of thing um, for a monthly fee that the employees would um you know pay this is this is called a premium you might have recognized that term um, from your own working life this is where that premium comes from that payment to insurance companies once per month in order to have be covered uh, for medical care. Um, In the 1940s basically Blue Cross, oh this the the um, doctor's office care plan was called Blue Shield. In the 40s Blue Cross and Blue Shield merged. So this is where you get blue cross and blue shield this is one of our major um, insurance policies throughout the country you can have several several ones Um, blue cross blue shield of new mexico blue cross blue shield of illinois blue cross blue shield of texas Uh, pretty much every state has a blue cross blue shield plan so what happens is that someone becomes employed and the employer has already picked out the plan for you you may have some options um, but it's generally speaking one insurance company like blue cross blue shield and blue cross blue shield may have oh let's say two options that a employee can pick for their care um, what happens is that the insur- in- the, the employer pays a portion of the cost of the insurance to the, to the insurance company. The employee has a certain cost, that premium, like I mentioned, taken out of their check and also paid to the insurance company. So that's the basic, basic model. Now, here's where things get sticky. Because all of these insurances, the hospitals, the doctor's offices, even the pharmaceutical companies, with very rare exceptions, like I mentioned, are for profit. That means that they have to meet a bottom line. They are basically running the show for money. Um A lot of times it is to be able to cover their costs of the hospital or doctor's office that they are running. But like, um, you know, America is a free market society, so they also want to make a profit. So basically what happens when you go into a doctor's office This is how everybody gets paid, okay? Um, The employer buys the insurance for the employee. The employee pays a premium. You go into the doctor's office. You may then have to pay another amount to your insurance again for um, for the services. This is called a copay. Copays are generally like $40, $60. And are due at time of service, which means you present that money to the doctor's office before you go in for your visit. And that generally um, goes to the insurance company. Now, the insurance company, after you have paid your copay and been seen and everything, is the one that actually pays the doctors. So, um, that is basically what happens the insurance company pays the doctors Um, at this point we are going to take a little break so we can hear from silicon valley high school our wonderful sponsor who is sponsoring this show and has allowed us to grow and really test our wings so again take care and um, i will see you on the other side of these commercials thank you
0: I'm David Smith, founder of Silicon Valley High School, and we're proud to bring you these New Heights Educational Group radio shows because we share the same belief that quality education should be accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. We also believe learning should be as entertaining as possible, and here at Silicon Valley High School, we're proud to report that over 96% of students would recommend our video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported online courses to a friend. Learn more about our fully accredited, entirely online high school and our $95 courses today at svhs.co. And I hope you enjoy the show. Here are your announcements for the month of November. Happy birthday to John Atkins on November 3rd, Tanya Beatty on November 13th, Anna She on November 16th, Margaret Spangler on November 21st, Andrea Constanza Caron Ortiz on November 22nd, and Fran Weiner on November 26th. There's a lot of exciting things happening here at NHEG, including new partnerships, one of which is with Craig Hain from Learn, Play, Connect and Homeschooler Today. He has a new book out which you can get compliments of NHEG which is titled Homeschool Math can be vastly superior to public school math. Visit our blog or social media accounts for more information on how you can get your free copy. Silicon Valley High School, we've been partners with since 2017, and we are working on furthering our partnership and they are helping the NHEG radio show, the New Heights Show on Education to become syndicated. And we really appreciate their help and efforts for that and furthering our partnership in other ways as well. Um, you can learn more about them by visiting our learning annex at school.newheightseducation.org and also checking out our magazine and other social media accounts. We'll be sharing more about that. Um, also, might be interesting for some of you adults that have not um, been able to acquire their high school diploma, they do offer that opportunity through their through their programs, so check that out. Um, also we have moved all of our pre-recorded courses and all of our live courses will be um, coming through Google Classroom now. We will not be removing them from previous formats like Blackboard course sites, but We are happy to have all of them in one place for easy access, and we hope you'll check those out on our Learning Annex as well. Um, We also have a new radio host that will be starting her radio show um, on November 26th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And she will be exploring the world of education and how it powers the world, restructuring that needs to happen in public schools, IEP process, bi-monthly readings of our teen comic book series, and so much more. So you really want to check out her show on November 26th. Um, And also, last but not least, we've partnered with the creator of Tidbits in Time, And if you want to take a step back in time with these free history lessons each day, you can do so via our radio page on our website. We think that you will enjoy them. Also, for those of you that celebrate Thanksgiving, we wish you a happy and safe holiday. And we will share more updates in the month of December. Thank you.
1: Welcome back to the New Heights Show on education. Uh, once again, I am your host, Erica Hansen. Before the break, I mentioned that doctors and hospitals don't get their money from you primarily. The bulk of the money they receive comes from the insurance company. Since the advent of Blue Cross Blue Shield, a lot of different insurance companies have kind of jumped into the game uh, local insurances um, statewide insurances national insurances um so there're quite a, there's there are quite a lot of there's a lot of choice and it can be overwhelming um so as i mentioned in before the break this is where things get a little interesting let's put it that way so, basically, because the insurance still pays the bulk of the services rendered to you, the insurance ends up deciding what they will and will not pay for, and, you know, if, if they will pay for it at all. It depends. Um, insurance companies basically are also in it for a profit. Like I mentioned um, at the top of the show, um, all three aspects of the healthcare system that I identified, the uh, medical side, the pharmaceutical side, and the insurance side, all of them are are for profit with a few exceptions. Um, So what they're looking for, honestly, is to get the most bang for their buck they are look the insurance company is looking to get the most out of either you and or your employer um, so they can turn a profit Um, there are a lot of ways they can do this Um, they raise premiums that's that's one remember i mentioned premiums uh before the break that's the monthly fee uh, you pay to the insurance company in order to be covered. Um, So premiums are often raised. Um, There are, basically what happens once your doctor has submitted a claim to the insurance company, there are people at that insurance company that review the claim and see if they think the procedure or the medication or the um, you know, hospitalization uh, that your doctor wants to give is medically necessary. Um, they do quite often um, decide that procedures are not, and that's where a lot of Americans run into trouble. Um, because if the insurance company decides that they won't cover, let's say insulin, then the person is pretty much on their own with purchasing the insulin. Um, I do not have off the top of my head, the current going rate for insulin, Uh, Just suffice it to say, it's extremely, extremely expensive. Um, So what happens if an insurance company decides that whatever the doctor ordered for you is not medically necessary? Okay, so here's what the doctor's office does. They um submit what is called a prior authorization this prior authorization often includes all of your medical records pertaining to that particular uh, procedure to the insurance company so they can have their medical people look it over um Sometimes the prior auth goes through, sometimes the insurance says, no, this still isn't enough information, we need more, in which case the doctor himself gets on the phone with the medical director of that insurance and they basically talk um, and your doctor explains his reasoning for prescribing that particular procedure to you. Generally speaking, if it goes to the medical director of the insurance, the insurance will end up paying it. But before that happens, there is a long trail of paperwork and forms and, um, talking back and forth with a hospital if you need to go to the hospital, um, talking back and forth with the insurance itself. Um, there is a lot of medical coding, which means that the in, in medicine, there is a digit number code for every single ailment out there. Um, so sometimes... That code could be one number off and the insurance will say, nope, this isn't applying to this condition, so we're not going to pay for it. So you have to be very careful about how you fill out these forms, how you submit them, what you submit. If you miss something, if the insurance asks for um you know, more in depth explanations, that sort of thing. As you can imagine, <clears throat> this takes a lot. <laughs> this takes a lot of work and often a lot of time, depending on what you are trying to get a- improve, approved by the insurance. Um, it depends on how busy the insurance is. If you have something like Blue Cross Blue Shield, which again is national. Um, it, things could be a little slow, you know, um, let's say you fax them a set of medical records and it could be being charitable here two to three days before anybody looks at them. Um, you know, bureaucracy marches at its own pace. Um. The problem with that is that if you need a heart transplant, your time may not match up with the insurance's time. So, you know, you can't just hang out and say, Hey, I need a heart transplant um, and wait on the insurance to get back with you. And, so basically that is how our insurance system is run. It basically puts a lot of the decision-making on the insurance companies, um, which has a lot of Americans upset um, for for various reasons. Um, other than, you know, the, what medical staff they have, um, And of course the medical director um, an insurance doesn't know you. They're not your doctor. They don't see you on a regular basis. They don't know in fine detail what your case is. So they may deny coverage for something that you really, really honestly do need. Um, And it may take a while if you get that treatment, um, because of the back and forth between the insurance and the doctor's office, um, if you get the treatment at all. So I'm going to wrap up here. Um, tune in next week. And um, I hope you enjoyed this discussion about healthcare in the United States. Um, go... Um, sorry it's been a day um i will have more episodes on this if um anybody is interested in calling in or asking me questions about this topic or any others please do so otherwise have a great week